Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Stephen Yoder, and you're listening to the Standard Bread Journal Podcast. Just coming off an exciting, busy weekend. Uh, me and Mark and uh, a couple of the other guys, we had Brent go with us um, and uh, had a busy weekend. We were out at the Agri store. Uh, was it a dispersal sale or a reduction, reduction sale? Reduction. Reduction sale is what it was. Um, unbelievable. It was very interesting. Um, going out there, I got the chance to uh, to read pedigrees there. And if you're not familiar with the AgriStore name, it's a household name in the draft horse industry. Big time. Uh, been for years, um, and they've been breeding Belgians, and that was quite an experience. Uh, beautiful, beautiful facilities. The um, And there's you know, just one of them we were at. Exactly. There's like four it is of them. Unbelievable. Um, when you go out there, it's flat. I love the 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 way everything is laid out. They had... You know, there's a lot. If you if you go throughout the community there, you can see they're hardworking and they're aggressive. Yeah, I was walk, talking with the one kid, um, actually uh, Nova Equine Malin. I know know him pretty well, and he was telling me Friday evenings that yeah, he thinks a lot of people aren't here. No, it was Thursday evenings. Friday was a sale. He said he thinks a lot of people stayed home to you know clean their place up and do all their work because they're going to be here tomorrow. And I was like. Oh, okay. Well, around here, we just kind of do as we wish. Yeah. It's not a big priority. And like we kind of, that's kind of a thing we do yeah. whenever we get that's the time right. to do it. And uh, other thing he said, Saturday mornings, and I'm not sure I want this, but um, Saturday mornings, there's 15 to 25 work trailers going to work 530 in the morning. It's like Saturdays. I mean, these guys, you can get They're in aggressive. there. They are <clears throat> very aggressive. They're aggressive. And I like, you know. See, I'm more prone to like that than than the other way around. I like people that are aggressive and big but time. They had a good sale. Um, their stallion popped it off eighty five thousand. Um, it had some brute mares in the forty thousand range, you know. And then they had a that lot nice halter, that halter filly for sixty. What was 65? that? Sixty five thousand. Um, and so a lot of excitement coming off of that deal. Um, and then we moved on up to. So we kind of had a busy. We were there Thursday night. Edwin Martin, a friend of ours, got married Thursday morning. Thursday night, we had that auction. That was the coolest thing in the world that happened. That mare, there was an Angus Hall standard bred brute mare there that we sold the number one horse of the day there uh, for Thursday night. They had like 25 head. And that mare uh, had a foal that was racing, and, and she win that foal beat the leg of the sire stakes that evening and, and wow. uh, it was a help was on the way full and that mare sold for uh 40,000 is what she sold for and that was exciting and then we had some other really nice standard breads that they sold there and then some ponies etc fridays we had the uh the dispersal or the reduction sale then friday nights i've got one more thing for the thursday night go for it they had a presentation like a cl- yeah. oftentimes you have an opening ceremony they had a closing ceremony Needless to say, they okay. This community, I think there are a lot of them are into singing quite a bit. Yeah, and they had a yeah. couple different families come up and sing a song or two. And I think some of those were just kind of like spur of the moment. Hey, yeah, we should maybe go up and yeah. sing. The first group I know was planned. I think the others were just. So the last, what was the guy's name? That was Steve Andrews. I forget. I forget what that guy. He's name a Belgian was. guy. I see him all the time. But um, they said that yeah, this so and so guy, he's going to come up and he's going to imitate Steve Andrews yet to close the night off and stuff. He goes up there and he goes <coughs> and does the, I mean, he Opening was right on. And all. Yeah, he did yeah. all the terms and conditions and rah, 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 and then he starts going. And all, 
<laughs> we're standing behind the plot. Here's Dalmer, Stevie, and I. We're just standing there and taking this in. And all of us, Dalmer's like, at least it was his idea. Yeah. He's like, dude, we got to get out there and embarrass him. And all of us, here comes a coat and a couple books and stuff flying in my hands. And you two go out there. <laughs> the one's leading, the other one's whipping. <laughs> I didn't know you could well, run just, so fast. He just, told, he just, Dalmer looked at me and he said, Steve. We with the horse if I lead him, and I said, "Well, where's the horse?" And he's like, "There won't be no one. We're just gonna fake there's a horse." And so we did. And you know, it's just like he said, somebody's got to be somebody's got to be the the butthole or whatever you want to say. Somebody's got to make an idiot out of themselves to go out there. <laughs> but people enjoyed it. You know, it kind of was a what have you. Then Fridays, yeah, we were up at Topeka. Uh, we drove up to Topeka right after the sale. I didn't even make it for the Friday night sale. Um, but then after that, we went to the uh, the pony races. Uh, which, if you are ever in Indiana and you ever have a chance to do that, and it and it, you know go to the pony races, uh, there's nothing really, you know, there's not a, how would you say it, you know, going to the big horse races and stuff like that. I can see churches might have issues and stuff like that, but this is uh, family friendly and just there's not big of a fuss. But Marky could not talk the next morning. He was so fired up watching these little 48-inch oh, ponies. We were trying to determine which one's going to win, and we always picked our winner. And shoot, it was, when he came down the stretch, like, and your horse was winning, you couldn't help it. You had to flail arms and start yelling. The best race was the one we left. Good friend of mine, uh, Luke. I'm not even sure what his last name is, but Luke uh, has been a driver there for a while. And, I mean, the lady that was driving the horse that was in the in, – that was in first and clearly looked like he was going to win. She had the fastest one ever. She, she held the world record on the pony races with him and a pacing. And, and Luke just saw that there's a chance he came up around the turn at the backstretch and he saw there's a chance he started that I can win her. He just thought she's, she's, she backed off a little bit and you well, can see it. Her pony was tired and he just up and kicked <laughs> <laughs> the pony in the high net, like you barely see it. You had to be watching. Yeah, but, but he his was one foot just came like out, just... whap, kicked that pony in the rear, and just the whip. Poosh, poosh. <laughs> I think he got fined then, like fifty oh, bucks yeah. for kicking the pony. <laughs> but he was jumping around in that bike, but and just I mean, trying just... to just hoosh, 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 hoosh. and, and he came a, up yeah. and he was boom. They went over. What was it? They were if like they three been, wide. If they if they would have had to go another foot, he would have won. Yeah, but but it was at a dead heat. The like photo for finish, it was a dead heat. Flat out tie. Which was cool because it was an open and it was to – and so that was very exciting. We had a lot of fun watching that. I think it's a unique deal. A lot of the young kids get involved at an early age and whatever. And yeah, a lot of these of drivers, cool they're young. Um, I saw the one then in Topeka the next day, like, you know, 18, 19-year-old yeah. kids. And, shoot, I figured – I mean, I've, I've heard about these races for a long time already. And I figured, like – you and your brother John and Levi and Dan, yeah. you take your ponies and, you know, we raised them on the streets yep. and now we're just taking them on a real track. And, you know, some of them have a Mill Creek cart and some of them have, <laughs> you know, I figured it's more of that type. We come in there and oh, these yeah. dudes are dressed up in jockey suits yep. and they got side poles. I mean, everything. Yep. They are flat out. I mean, they're real professionals. Um, and boy, like when that little truck took off they couldn't <laughs> sometimes they, they, the gate almost didn't get out I know. of the way they were flying it i was know crazy. it was a it was fun but anyway we had a good sale there uh came home obviously saturday night so kind of a long weekend away but um definitely got to make another a ton of relationships and definitely learned a lot of things um 
one thing that I that I'd like to 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 talk about a little bit here, and we're we're gonna do an accounting podcast. I know we've been talking about accounting and stuff like that a little bit more, um, but we definitely want to do one here on the next one. And Mark's going to be working on getting somebody lined up. Uh, but one thing that I'm noticing is the generation that I live in is that we we uh, so I just for example I bought a brood mare um, and. Let's just per se, I paid thirty thousand for the brood mare. Mm-hmm. We didn't pay that, but just to throw some numbers out there, um, I pay thirty thousand for the brood mare. She's in foal, and uh, we get that foal, and uh, you know, foal's growing up. It's a yearling now. She's back in foal. She, we left her open last year just because we had a late baby, and we wanted to have an early baby um, the next time around. But my generation is a little bit maybe too much of a. So I've got the full out of the mare, and I want to sell the stud colt. Um, but now I have had the mare for two years or so, and the first instinct is to let's sell the colt, let's sell the mare, and let's make our quick little killing if we can, try to come out at top and go to the next one. Kind of a flip and flop. Yes, and just exactly. And one thing that thing. I learned is... Okay, so not only the Agri-Store boys, but I also am going to bring Kenny Wagler into this oh, picture. Yeah. So we were out in Davis County, and uh, Kenny Wagler had us over for supper. And I, I have a lot of respect uh, for Kenny. He reminds me a lot of my dad and the way they do things. Um, but Kenny is a very successful man. You would never hear it from him. But he's got some very conservative values, and he's very focused on preserving. Like, if you look at his breeding program that he has, and he's a Belgian guy, but like we sold a, a yearling for him, was it a hundred? Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Was it yep. right on a hundred or 100, a little bit more? Right at a hundred. So we we sold a filly, and he could tell me about the great granddam. Like you, going down the line, and so what I'm what I'm saying is, is there a way that us young guys can start thinking a little bit that way, that in in twenty five thirty years. We can have what Agristore had or, or what Kenny Wagler has right now. It doesn't take 25 I think 25 Kenny years. might even have more. If you look at his breeding line, he has more that have been around at his farm. He's got more generations. But let's say this mare here. So I've got a stud colt. I'm going to sell the stud colt. But the next foal might be a filly. And if I like that filly, and I'm serious about having a breeding program, then keep that filly as a brood mare and move on. If you like what you see and keep breeding for better and better, short-term, boys, it's not paying as fast as it used to. Um, but I think in the long-term, if we look long-term, you can see what these guys are building. I mean, they're building breeding programs to last. Big time. And they're trying to build a name, try to try to have a farm name maybe, and start having that as a prefix on your names. You know, Agristore's, it was this, Agristore Dylan. You know, all this stuff. So if you can go in... And have maybe, you know, Long Lane Jenna or whatever you want to call them. I don't even have a name for my farm. Mm-hmm. But if you're serious about it, try to produce that and start that. Um, you know, Well, and, and then if you start that all at once, you have uh, something to you want to be branding. Exactly. You know, you want to bring your, all at once you want to, you have a nice stud colt. Like, you want to bring that thing to a sale. Uh, and, you know, all at once the name make you know, exactly. means something. That way if somebody, you know. In the next couple of years, whatever, whenever you can sign a cold or advertise one, that name, you brand it that. that and I you think, got something to work off I think, of. like, if you're a mayor, if you've got a big, solid mayor, if she is paid off, I mean, 
there is no better investment than, than breeding her year after year and having that foal. And if you're always looking to breed for better and breed for better, you can, by the fourth or fifth foal, you're starting to see what she's throwing. Like, I already know I'm probably not going to breed to the same stallion next year that I did this year. I'm going to have two foals out of her, and then I'm going to look at the two foals, and, and I can see my stud colt's got this. I wish he'd have a little more of this. And my, you know, whatever it may be, the next one, we'll analyze that. And then we might breed to another stallion to try to, you know. And I just think uh, it's something that, that if we're looking into, um, you know, going into the extra years and stuff like that, I think it's important to to start focusing on that. Big time. Uh, and that was, yeah, the last weekend with the Agri Store sale, I strictly went just um, like Brother Johnny and I, we started breeding perchins and we played with perchins for you know ever since we were kids mm-hmm. kind of transferred from ponies to perchins but um we are at the point where we're just in the last i mean four or five years ago we started buying mares five years ago to actually keep uh-huh. uh and to a bit you would almost say never sell like yep um not saying you won't sell ever but you were when you bought that Mary, you were not thinking of selling her yes, ever. Correct. Um and so we're kinda just in the last five years, we actually started what we would call a breeding program or we're trying yep. to focus on that. And that's what I was just it was interesting to go out there and see <clears throat> I mean, you could see you guys didn't even talk about that that much and I'm sure they didn't even want to talk about it that much, but there was grandmas in the yep. sale to you know, fillies that there was, you know, generations. Yep. Um, and a lot of that, like, you could look at horses there. These guys out there, they bred for, you know, big feet and stuff and a lot of motion. Like, their undercarriages were all you could <clears> see that. very similar. You could see and that. And all these years, they were always, like, they would sell a lot of colts at Gordyville. These guys would show up with 25, you know, 20, 25 head at Gordyville. And almost all of them, a lot of them maybe being yearlings, just move like crazy. And yep. that, <clears throat> you could see that. That's what those guys focused on. That was their, that's what they branded themselves for is big-time movers. That's what you saw at the sale yeah. this weekend. And a thing that I'd like to mention as well as as we're going into this is be sure to, we can sometimes get too, too, okay, uh, Agristore, one thing I noticed about them, though, is they kept changing like, they tried to keep up with the market the best they can. Um, I have, I've got a guy I know, and just because you think, and it, it's it's fine either way, so it all depends what you have at the end. If you have a goal of being and staying successful in a breeding program is one goal. Successful as in the public is going to be wanting to pay I want to have a top yearling at every year. I want to have that. That's one thing. If you have in your mind what you feel would be a successful outcome of a breeding program, and I'm just taking, you know, one thing in mind would be maybe have a big solid foot, not as much motion, but a sound buggy horse. That, you know, if that's your goal, you're going to do it one way. If your goal is going to be, um, I'm going to try to keep in front of the public what they want to be. That's another goal. So what I'm saying is find out what your goal is then with that breeding program and focus on that. So my goal would be, um, as somebody who's aggressive, 
is I want to always have what the public wants at that time and try to breed for that. So if we're talking like right now, uh, they like tall, you know, it's always good to have a big yearling. It's always good to have a slope back shoulder. It always appears to me selling yearlings right now with a big long neck, slope back shoulder and very upright is selling really good right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but that could change. But what I'm saying is if you're focusing on that, do not get stuck in what you like to see. So um, just for example, if you're trying to, to have a breeding program for Pertrans and you want to create a pitch Pertrin, what used to be, you know, well, I want a big 10X foot and I want, I want this and this and this. At the end of the day, all at once, you're, you might have a pastoral full of three-year-olds that is exactly what you wanted, but it might not be what the public chance. wants. I totally agree. Um, if you I follow my line like of this. thought. I always think like this. You can go out to the barn. You can get your cold out, your horse, whatever. And your opinion does not matter one bit when you're going to, to sell that colt. You're exactly right. Is whatever the general public, the, the buyers, what their opinion is is what really matters, that you impress the future buyers. And that's one thing. You have to be, I mean, you can get too obsessed with this, but I still believe you need to focus on when you go to breed, when you buy mares, when you breed, you know, you pick what you want to breed to, this mare to this stuff, whatever it may be, you need to keep in mind, is somebody going to be willing to pay what I'm looking, f- you know, for this full? Yep. Yep. That is, I think that's a big thing. Like, do people believe in this sire? Do people believe in this mare line? Yeah. You know, yeah. are they actually going to be willing to pay for that? We're not going to go too deep in this because we're going to go deep into this here in last November, right down yeah, here. Yeah, I know. Right I know. The equine I know. We're just put laying out the, um, but uh, that is definitely something, you know, for young people and stuff. And uh, it's yeah. just to keep in mind, to be aware um, and like we said, we can really dissect this thing, um, but it's just to be aware of the public and what they want, um, if that's your focus. Now, if your focus is you want to create something you like, go for it, but then you might present it to the public. They, they might not accept it as well as you 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 know yourself will, but that's not – And markets change. It all change. comes down to – It's crazy how markets yes. change. What just you determine like, as success. Take like the Philly that Kenny sold – just in the last five years, the holder market has gone wild. Yep. The highest mare in agri store sale went to a halter. Was a holder yep. mare. She was not a hitch mare. There's still, I'm going to say, there's price still, but five years ago, you couldn't sell a holder mare for more than twenty grand. Mm-hmm. Like they did. They, I remember, maybe five years ago, they sold a mare. She literally won basically everything that summer. She came to Gordyville. I think she brought twenty or thirty, but today she bring a hundred. Yeah. Because. That market has improved. That's where, yeah, and that's something to keep in mind, too. Is this going to evolve? Is this, you know, but that's always a big risk to be breeding something that just you believe in and thinking that the world's going to change just for you. Usually that doesn't happen. Yeah, I know. Um, no, it's a, it's a deep about subject. That. If <laughs> we can, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more probably later on I this I can now year. see that we're going to talk um, an hour on this. Well, it, sure. it's, it's a subject that a lot of people can... You know, you can really get into it if you really start to. But definitely, um, today wasn't really any subject in general. We just wanted to rehash our weekend. Wanted to tell you what's going on. Um, the budget book, guys. Oh, buddy. I'm ordering more. 
I know probably some of you haven't gotten yours yet, and I've got a list of everybody who left me a message with their address on, and I'm trying to get that out to you guys. Please be patient. Last I heard, he was looking for a sponsor for those. Uh, no, <laughs> I wasn't. It was just, I, it, we just send out a lot of them, so I'm fired up about that. Uh, uh, I wanted to say uh, fall issues coming out the 17th of October. Uh, that ed deadline is the 26th. That would be next Tuesday in a week here. Um, and those are coming out the 17th. If you um, did not renew your subscription yet and you got a notice, be sure to send that in as soon as you can so that you do not miss uh, the fall issue um, because we got to have that sent in to them here by the 1st of October or have that all updated. So, yeah, be sure and uh, get that updated if you did receive uh, your notices in the mail uh, with your summer issues. Perfect. So, awesome. All right, guys. Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you down the road.